This is the Danger Close Podcast. Beyond the Books with me, Jack Carr. All right, it's time for the December video update. But before I get to the December reading list selections and the gear and some negative reviews, uh, I want to talk about the Best Defense Foundation. Defense, Best Defense Foundation, wearing the jacket right here, uh, founded by Donnie Edwards and Catherine Edwards. Donnie Edwards, uh, NFL superstar. But uh, what they do is take primarily World War II veterans back to the battlefields on which they fought uh, for closure to say goodbye to the friends that didn't make it home and those that they've lost in the intervening years. And I was honored to be a part of it this uh, couple weeks ago here, uh, going back to Pearl Harbor for the 80th anniversary commemoration events. So it was a, a full week. We met in Dallas uh, and flew out on American Airlines. American Airlines provided a charter for us. Uh, we had 63 World War II veterans. Um, the youngest was 96 and the oldest was 100 and four. Uh, so getting them to and from these different events. Uh, my daughter came with us. She's 16. It was an incredible time for her to be involved in this organization and volunteer help get these guys in and out of the wheelchairs, onto the bus, off the bus to these different events. Uh, life-changing, I think, for, for her. Um, but what a special week of events. Um, and for a lot of these guys, it uh, is probably the, the last big trip that they're they're going to take. Um, one of them actually passed away just a few days after we made it home. And that was uh, Cass Phillips right there. Um, we got these cards for all the different World War II veterans that talk a little bit about their background. And uh, Cass Phillips, born April 2nd, 1918 in Texas. He enlisted in the United States Navy in 1938. And on the morning of December 7th, 1941, he was stationed at Kaneohe Naval Air Station as a radioman on a PBY Catalina flying boat. He continued to serve in the Pacific and participated in the battles of the Aleutians, the Philippines, and the Battle of Formosa. Amazing. For his service, he received the Distinguished Flying Cross, among other awards. Um, yeah, very honored to get to spend a little bit of time um, with him and and all the veterans on the trip. It was, it was incredible. This is the program from the 80th anniversary commemoration service uh, out there at Pearl Harbor. And if you haven't been to Pearl Harbor, I uh, highly recommend you go and uh, spend some time there in the museum. Uh, it's a it's a uh, humbling place to spend a little bit of time. And what's also interesting is to then, it's once you go here, and the USS Missouri is docked there as well. So you could see the Arizona Memorial and the USS Missouri right there. So the beginning of the war and the end of the war right there. And I think it's important to take kids out there, like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. Um, it was so important for them to see this and to go up to the Punch Bowl, which is a national cemetery, um, and see all the, uh, the grave sites of those who sacrificed everything so we could have the freedoms, options, and opportunities that we have today. So that was, it was an incredible experience. So Donnie, Catherine, thank you. All the volunteers that made it possible incredible. And those companies that jumped on board, Nine Line Apparel, uh, Born Primitive, um, these guys right here, Maui Brewing Co. and Chula Vista Brew Co., they teamed up to make an 80th anniversary Day of Infamy beer. And it is awesome. So track this down, get it, the proceeds, then go to the Best Defense Foundation. So, um, and the guys from these two companies are out there. They were awesome. So uh, thank you guys. This was was so cool. Um, 
Yeah, as SIG. SIG was a, a sponsor as well. And they had senior executives there. Uh, Tom Taylor, CMO, Jason Wright, uh, Adam, you three guys came out and came out as a sponsor. So didn't have to volunteer doing all this work. They dove right in. So to have senior executives like Tom Taylor and Jason out there putting wheelchairs together, getting people on and off the buses, wheeling them to the different events. It was so amazing to see that. So SIG, Thank you for sponsoring uh, Best Defense Foundation and getting these veterans out to Hawaii for the 80th anniversary commemoration. Um, absolutely incredible. Um, what else? Yeah, here it is right here. Best Defense Foundation, little coin they had made for the event. Um, amazing. Bottle Breacher, made a special Bottle Breacher for it as well. My buddy Eli Crane making these. So uh, yeah, right there comes in this awesome box right there. Yeah, it was a, it was a incredible week. And this is a program that has all the, the backgrounds for all the, the people that were, were out there. So, um, those 63 veterans that, uh, stepped up and, and some of them were 15. There are a few that were 15 that lied about their age to, uh, to get into the war and, uh, and defend the nation. So, um, pretty cool. And this is Jack Holder. He gave me this coin, Jack Holder. You don't know that name? Look it up. So Jack Holder was at, and if you're familiar with Pearl Harbor, there's these uh, hangars at the, the far end. And he was in one of those hangars when the Japanese planes came over the mountains. They went down, they dropped bombs on those runways and those hangars, strafed him right there. You can, he stood right next to the bullet holes that are still there. They're in many of the hangars and they're in the ground. You can go and, and, uh, and see them. And, uh, he walked back there on this trip and stood right where he was standing on December 7th, 1941. Um, so he jumped into a ditch. Then as the planes banked and turned into the Harbor on their attack runs to drop their torpedoes, he ran and watched them drop torpedoes and, uh, yeah, just, just amazing. An incredible guy. He has a book out it's called uh, Fear, Adrenaline, and Excitement, The Jack Holder Story. And he went on then to uh, in that PBY right there and to help sink a Japanese aircraft carrier. And he sunk a Japanese submarine. And then he went over to the European theater and he sank a German submarine uh, with a different plane. But amazing. I mean, incredible. So to be able to sit down with these guys and talk to them and have a week to get to know them and hear their stories. Um, yeah, something I'll never forget, something my daughter will never forget. So uh, thank you to everybody who supports the Best Defense Foundation. And you can go to bestdefensefoundation.org to check out more about them. And uh, uh, yeah, amazing. So, all right. That was that. What do you think next? How about some negative reviews? Let's do that. So... Yeah. Once again, don't recommend spending too much time if you're in, uh, if you're an artist of any sort, uh, if you're a painting, reading reviews about that painting, whether you're uh, a poet reading reviews about your poetry, it doesn't matter. Probably not too good to spend a lot of time, uh, because people who spend time writing those negative reviews, well, it says something about them as well. They've chosen, they've chosen to spend what limited time we have here on earth, uh, telling you how horrible your painting was or your poetry was, or my book was in this case. Uh, so let's do it. Shall we? Here we go. And I might say a first name every now and again, not a last name if they, if they have it. Um, but, uh, Oh, Greg did not like the book. He said, the terminal list is dumb. 
No, not the tactics portrayed or the near gun porn when the hand-loaded jacketed rounds are more lovingly described than any character. Think Robert Ludlum, but with a severe hangover. That's a good line, Greg. You should maybe, uh, yeah, try your hand at writing. Uh, think Robert Ludlum with a severe hangover, a mild head injury, and with a desire to pepper in right-wing pet issues. <laughs> Too bad that freedom is looked at as a right-wing pet issue. Uh, all right, here we go. One star. Daniel couldn't even be bothered to finish it. Utterly predictable. Well, if you didn't finish it, how do you know that it's predictable? Anyway, uh, <laughs> about as cliche as you can possibly get. Every good guy is a pantheon of virtue and ability, living the dream, and all the bad guys are powerful evildoers. And the endless rattling on about gear, good Lord, I'm in about as much into gear as the next guy. No, you're not, Daniel. Come on. All right, Tim, one star. I care neither for the cadence of the story or the plots. Uh, the lack of an interesting character is likely the reason. <laughs> one out of 10 stars. I think this was, this was a Goodreads one. They're particularly mean over there on Goodreads. If you go to, uh, to Amazon, there's some mean ones in there, but man, in Goodreads, they really get after it. Whew. All right, here we go. Lots of patriotism in this book which opted to go in the lines of Americans are good, the rest of the world is evil. Seriously, haven't we had enough of this BS already? And of course, all the women here are attractive, all wear skirts, I don't think that's true, and high heels, and all are falling at the feet of our hero. It was, was it too much to ask for an entertaining thriller without this kind of nonsense? Yes, yes, it was too much to ask. One star, zero to be honest. <laughs> Appreciate the honesty. Okay, here we go. Terrence. I have reviewed my review, some time on your hands, and decided to change it to one star. Okay. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the audiobook. I didn't like the somewhat amateurist dis dimensions of the plot, storyline, or the writing. I didn't like the violent methods of killing. Yeah, this is not your book, Terrence. Finally, the main premise of direct ultra-high-level government involvement in the development, testing, and distribution of an alleged anti-PTSD drug was preposterous. Terrence used the Google machine and perhaps check the history of the church hearings in the 70s on government overreach when it comes to testing uh, different drugs on students, mental patients, prisoners, and members of the military. Okay, here's another one. I'm still a bit reluctant to purchase the novel because from, oh, this must be a good read, uh, because from what I glimpsed, the storyline sounds all too patriotic. The fact that the author glorifies sniper rifles on his personal website doesn't do much to contradict that perception. That's true. If you scroll through my blog, you can uh, find a blog article I wrote on the Mark 11, Mark 12 sniper weapon systems and uh, how I use those overseas. So, um, yeah person who wrote this, you're probably not going to like the books. On oh, this one here, this one, one star to five stars. We're back to Amazon here. And I think this is for the devil's hand. And it says, they are gifts. Now my husband knows what he's getting. Thanks a lot. Christmas gift. <laughs> Using Amazon is not for everyone. Uh, all right. Those are the reviews. Here we go. So December reading list, there is a 
holiday theme to the reading list, um, as one might expect in the month of December. And here we go, David Morrell. So if you have followed me for a while, you know that uh, David is one of my favorite authors and uh, was very inspired. He wrote First Blood back in 1972. It's never been out of print since. Gave us the character, Rambo, of course. And he also wrote a book called Brotherhood of the Rose. Uh, and then a follow-on called Fraternity of the Stone. And then a Le- The League of Night and Fog, which brought the two protagonists together from both of those novels. Um, but incredible guy, uh, such a kind human being, and, uh, and now a dear friend. So uh, David, he wrote a book called The Spy Who Came for Christmas. So for those of you looking for a holiday-themed thriller, this is for you. So uh, for you or the thriller lover in your life. So right there, that is one, uh, Frederick Forsyth, the shepherd. So the cool story behind this. So Frederick Forsyth in the early seventies, I want to say 1974, he, uh, he had a diamond ring in his pocket that he wanted to be a surprise for his wife. And she was asking him about, uh, where her present was. Actually, she was searching for it. I think that's the story. She was like searching for her gift. Um, and, uh, she asked where it was and he said, Oh, I forgot to get you something. And she said, ah, it's okay. Uh, just write me a ghost story. And he said, Oh, okay. So on Christmas Eve, 1974, I believe he sat down at the typewriter and wrote this, which is now a classic. I think it's more well-known in uh, in the UK than it is here, but there have been some incredible readings of this. It's pretty short, as you can tell. You can read it in one sitting, but uh, very cool. And highly recommend you get this. If there's a, a fan out there of uh, uh, maybe of mine or uh, Brad Thor, Vince Flynn, uh, Nelson DeMille, David Morrell, uh, Tom Clancy, uh, anybody in the John Mark Graney, um, be sure and put this in their stocking this year or under the tree. It's just a cool, and I like these old covers. Uh, this, I don't know if this is a first paperback edition or not, but anyway, it's, uh, it's might be from the seventies or the early eighties anyway, but I love those old paperback covers. They're just, uh, just super cool. So the shepherd, what else? Agatha Christie. Oh yeah. Um, so, so you can also go to my blog, uh, and check out what I have to say about all the different books on the reading list. I try to post six books a month. Sometimes it's a little less, sometimes it's, it's more if I'm talking about the books that I use for research in my novels, but you can go to my website. I'm going to, I'm reorganizing it to have a tab that's just for the reading list. So you can go there. Uh, you can also go to Jack Carr book club on Instagram and I'm slowly populating that, but hope to have it updated with all the books from the reading list soon. So you can go there and just scroll through. And, uh, if you see something that catches your eye, click on it for a little more information. Um, but if you think Agatha Christie, she is the I think she's the best-selling novelist of all time, um, I think. Um, but uh, And over a billion, yeah, billion with a B, books in print. That's a lot of books. Um, so here is your holiday mystery. All right. And, oh, yeah. Is there a James Bond Christmas movie? Is there a James Bond book by Ian Fleming? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> Under Majesty's Secret Service. Right here. Um, this is as close to a Christmas James Bond as you are going to get. Both the book and the movie. If you've seen the movie and don't think it's a Christmas film, you just might have to look a little closer or pay a little closer attention. Um, there are numerous Christmas, Christmas and uh, Christmas Eve references in the book uh, and in the movie as well. So if you have not read any of James Bond or Ian Fleming's novels uh, or watched any of the James Bond films, particularly the old ones, um, Go check them out and read them and watch them uh, through the lens of the time in which they were created. That would be my only advice. 
Truman Capote, A Christmas Memory. Oh man, have you, if you have not read this, read it. Um, probably put down the device, the phone, you know, and, uh, and spend a little time alone with this, but it's such a special book for me growing up. Uh, and yeah, I was, I think I'll just leave it at that. But if you haven't read the Christmas memory, uh, do so. All right. Oh, and this is cool. Okay. So David Morrell again. Yes. Uh, the hundred year Christmas. And, uh, this was a gift from David a couple of Christmases ago. And look at that. So cool. Um, I think you can find these still. They were, I think they were limited edition, but uh, 100 Year Christmas. This is such a great book. And David went to bed one night, woke up and had a dream. And that dream is this book. And it's so cool. The new ones have these, uh, I think there've been a couple editions out there, but the illustrations in this are fantastic. And it's a great book to read with your family every Christmas, which is now our holiday tradition. Here. So David, thank you so much for this and uh, for your friendship and for all that you do for those in the genre, aspiring authors and authors. So thank you. All right. I think that might be everything. Thank you so much again for your support. Thank you for an amazing year. And uh, as we go in here into 2020, stay strong, be safe. And as always, keep fighting. In case you missed it, on a recent episode of Danger Close, an Ironclad original, Jack Carr sat down with former presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard. Set aside all the labels, mm-hmm. you know, oh, well, because I've been getting asked this a lot, like, well, are you left or are you right? Are you progressive or are you conservative? What are box you... do you fit in? Which exactly, box do you check? Completely. Are you an enemy or <laughs> right, right. An How, Like, what filter should I use when I'm looking at you? And, like, I've always been an independent-minded person. Mm-hmm. Always. Be sure to check out the full interview wherever you get your podcasts.